This is Alpha Geek Radio. The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals are here, and we are taking control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore Live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. Yeah. Today on Casually Hardcore, the Deadpool movie gets a release date at a price. Yeah, I would love to see that, but as I told you... As I warned you, you have the sheet open. Hey, Grail, how about that next line? Yeah. We're going to be talking about the iPhone 6 and 6E, or what what the hell is it? 6 Plus. Plus, Plus, sorry. The Uh, the 6 non... Let's see, anorexia edition. Right, right. So, and breaking sales records, as well as Verizon, uh, offering a new service for it. Daxa and Grail play... Shadowrun director's cut of Dragonfall. I can see the smile on your face already. Yep. We look at leaked features of Windows 9. Yes, it already has memory leaks. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Let's see. Wow, that's really small writing. Uh, (laughs) We talk about Borderlands. uh, The pre-sequel gets what I found to be probably the best feature trailer I've ever seen, especially since we just were knocking feature trailers not too long ago on this show. Uh, then we're going to wrap up with some of your calls and more, but we will start with, uh, Dr. Who. So basically we'll do Dr. Who one week in arrears. So exactly because I just like having Grail see arrears arrears. while staring into my eyes. Well, for us, we're, we're, uh, (laughs) you know, funny enough, the one thing I'm using in our DVR for is to tape Dr. Who because it shows really, I think it's like midnight. It comes on. Uh, if not, we have to wait for it to get on demand, which like this last episode took until like Thursday for it to show up. So it's much easier to have it just sitting there ready and waiting, uh, which it is, but there was football on this morning, so I haven't watched the new one yet. Exactly. Since we are technically within the Gilligan period, we will issue a spoiler alert for last week's Doctor Who episode. Listen. 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 So uh, props. Wasn't that a Beyonce song? Oh, don't make me come over there and call you bitch. Um (laughs) It's, that, it's the blood video. Listen, listen. Oh, oh, yeah. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not funny. Right. Um, so the opening sequence mm-hmm. I thought was quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those montages that they've occasionally indulged in. Um, they did a couple like that with Tennant and Rose Tyler where yeah. you know, as the lead up for her first big exit they did little little vignettes of them on, on mm-hmm. strange planets but they had I liked the opening sequence where they're panning up through the open doors of the TARDIS and then up onto the top of the TARDIS with the Doctor sitting cross legged, meditating while kind of drifting through space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a fun image. Yeah, right, that was right, cool. more, more like that guys. On top of the TARDIS. Right. Yep. In space. 
I mean, they've outside had, of the TARDIS. Well, they've had you know Amy Pond right. yeah. drifting out into Real, space yeah. while being tethered by Matt Smith's Doctor, but catching River. Yes, right in, well, the in the pool. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene of it below the ocean as right. well, or an ocean of some sort. Yeah, keeping the water. <laughs> doctor out. on safari in a right. tree with binoculars. Seriously. Right. But the whole, the whole premise of the episode was kind of odd. Mm-hmm. But it let them exercise some of the some of their new set pieces. They relied heavily on the chalkboard yes. mm-hmm. for the for the exposition at the beginning. Yes, the Doctor is cataloging. We have perfect hunters. We have perfect defense. Why is there no perfect hiding? Right, because he's somewhere between episodes where we we did not see has become obsessed with this concept of the perfectly perfect. hidden organism. Right, right. Um, it's obviously been on his mind. And a lot of dramatic close-ups of Peter Capaldi um, and his bulging eyeballs ogling the camera and odd moments of intensity while he's, he's describing to Clara why he's suddenly on this mission to find the perfectly hidden organism. And they, this is where Doctor Who earns its stripes as kind of the, the, the preteen and teenager scary show yeah. that it's known to be in, yeah. in Great Britain. Because they really lean heavily on the jumping out of the shadows tension. Right. It's a very, very tense episode throughout for no good reason, as it turns out, but they still play it really well. So the silence was just like... Because I feel the silence is a pretty good hidden... They organism. were right. Just so they weren't just, you know. I mean, we've since. I mean, in the fullness of time, we've seen their full story arc as to why they were created in the first place. They were genetically engineered right. mm-hmm. to be the perfect confessor. Yeah. So you would go confess your sins to the priest. Yep. And then probably forget that you ever did it. Yeah. Exactly. Why that would be good for you developing your character as a person, I have no idea because you wouldn't it, even it, remember that you feel good about t- right about confessing telling, confessing right. your sins. But okay, fine. We'll just that's a moffat. We'll just we'll just gloss. And over the whole that point one. about confessing or do talking like if you're going to see a psychologist psychiatrist whatever is to get it out in the open so you can work through it right so if you don't know you work through it you still feel like you need to go through it because you remember uh, yeah that 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 was weak that was a very weak explanation of why they existed but yes the the arguably the silence could be that race that has developed perfect hiding yes because they had effectively yeah so he He'd already done it, so he's trying to reuse it as a trope in this story. Eh, not so much. But the alienness, they're, they're really playing up the alienness of this doctor. Oh, yeah. He's really <clears throat> disconnected from the humans around him. He clearly doesn't understand our priorities. No. Is utterly unaware of any nonverbal signals that Clara may be giving at any given moment? I don't know if he doesn't really understand as far as he doesn't really care. He clearly yeah. does not care. Yeah. 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 More like, than anything. No, I, no, don't you understand? I need you to do something for me. Right. Well, yeah. And why are we not already doing it? Right. Exactly. right. What, I, what is the delay? Um, so they, the writers seem to be having a lot of fun playing up the... Yeah, but I mean, they definitely give him... He has a certain sense of human standards because he's utterly ruthless to Clara in a yes. lot of scenes. Yes. <laughs> and he knows he's being, or at least he comes off that he knows he's being ruthless. They're uh, also having some fun <clears throat> building the budding romance 
with Mr. Pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Clara's uh, possible beau. Right. Uh, well, fellow teacher at the school. I wouldn't say possible. Yeah. Pretty good. By the time shit. we get to the end, <laughs> yeah. they're, 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 they are beau and beauette. Exactly. Um, officially. Mm-hmm. Um, they, unlike with the Pons, which were the previous romantic couple, and first ever real romantic couple mm-hmm. in the TARDIS, where Amy was bought in from the get-go from childhood. Right. Mm-hmm. Rory was assimilated pretty quickly. Yeah. And then they, they just became part of their lives. They're really playing up the angle of how this is intruding into Clara's life and making right. it hard for her to have anything resembling normalcy in her and life. And she can't even get it through one date. Right. Without... Exiting the date and re-entering it at another point in her timeline after no time has passed. Twice. Right. Right. Yeah. So they, they are having, they're making Marion having fun with controlled time travel. This mm-hmm. doctor seems to have very precise control yeah. over his TARDIS. Yeah. Unlike a lot of previous incarnations mm-hmm. where it was like... The TARDIS would take him more than the TARDIS It just kind of goes where go. the TARDIS wants to right. go. Exactly. And, and other yeah. than dropping her in Glasgow in the yeah. premiere episode... This doctor's demonstrated. I can that put you with. I can, I can put yeah. you within seventeen, you know, seconds of when I right. intend to. Yeah. Right. As as promised, and and there have been no comedic surprises of wait a second, this is not where you're, where or when you said this is. Yeah. Exactly when you said, and they're using that to allow Clara to pop in and out of these life moments mm-hmm. and have massive things happen to her in between. And but from the from the standpoint of her bows, like two seconds. Yeah, but also where'd your jacket go? Yeah. 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 You walked out with your jacket. Yeah, he's, he's Picking up on the fact that she's not the same. Same. Something, or that something's clearly weird something happening. is going yeah. on yeah. here. When, and yeah. are, you, are you trying to make a fool out of me? What's the deal? <laughs> um, but plenty of tension, mystery, interesting MacGuffin where they have the same actor playing two different roles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have Mr. Pink's where we are to assume his descendant right. mm-hmm. from a hundred years in the future. And they lost me for a minute there where he said, I found him at the end of the universe. It's like, yeah. And yeah. Only one from 100 years in the future. They explain it away as he was the first ever human attempt right. at time travel. time travel. That went horribly, horribly yeah. Exactly. And that's the second time they've used that trope. Yes. Um, and during Matt Smith, they had uh, Hyde, where they had the female time traveler from the future who was lost in the half-dimensional world and saved her from that. Yeah. uh, So they're playing up that the humans do dabble with time travel. Mm -hmm. Captain Jack's vortex manipulation. Yeah, obviously, Uh, eventually they get We get around to at least crude time travel. But obviously we screwed up big time the first time we tried because he ends up at the end of the universe. Yep. Right. And yes, um, Barry VA from the Black Void points out... um, a lot of the times when he says, when the doctor says, oops, how did we end up here? Fall under rule number one. The doctor lies. Yep. True. Um, but there was also, especially with... With, with Tenet. Tenet. Where the, the TARDIS just took him yeah, where the TARDIS wanted like to go. There yeah. was an, it wasn't an, yeah. an oops. It was like, uh, they had in, I'm the machine. I'm taking you where I right, want to go. Right. We're going With the doctor's wife, we also we had sure. to converse with the, the consciousness of the TARDIS. Right. right. So that always took you where you needed to go. Right. Exactly. Right. So you know, this is obviously a living being with a will of its own. Yeah. And they have some fun with that. That They have a whole new take on the telepathic circuit. 
Um, oh yeah, that was interesting. Well, actually has, she well, just shoved oh, the fingers, right, right, fingers into right. you know, apparent brain matter. Yeah, and then um, it picks whatever she's focusing right. on, which she was terrible at doing. Um, the last time, <laughs> yeah, she obviously cannot focus. Last time they were doing telepathic circuits, like jamming wires into yeah. the palm. <laughs> yeah, so, it's gotten better. Yeah, it's gotten. A little, <laughs> but it was also a moment of a companion for the first time piloted the TARDIS right successfully right, right. You know, intended to go to, to take off and land and did and it was, the doctor was unconscious during mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. transaction so that was an interesting twist yeah um, but this whole this whole thing is chasing this this creature that the doctor is convinced must exist must, must exist. exist yeah and at the in the last bit of the episode they turn the whole thing on its head mm-hmm. and it turns out the whole thing was just all about the doctor's childhood fear. Yeah. Correct. Still being in him, you know, 1,200 years right. later. Exactly. Any, or at least it gives you, it's it's one it's of those. Well, to me, it's one of those episodes where it's like, and here are two possible explanations for what happened we're in not the episode. Tell you which. And we're not going to tell you which is which, but we're going to show you that clearly either or would be a very valid explanation. Yeah, this, this is the whole... The Moffat from Sherlock showing through a bit. Yeah. Here. Right, right. Cause, yeah, Because the sure. episode after the Reckenberg fall, yeah. where they give us four or five different possible explanations mm-hmm. to how the previous episode ended. It definitely... Never, it never told us which no. one it was. No. no. And this one feels... I mean, yeah, I think you could be very satisfied with the ending of, of figuring out why the Doctor was so obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, you know that's why he's obsessed. Now, whether, there's, whether or not there was actually... An, I mean, every single scene was explained two different ways. So right. it was it was well done. So if there isn't a, a hit, you know, the perfect hider right. or whatever, the perfect camouflage... Um, what was the thing in the bed? Exactly. Well, well, it's, it was potentially one of the, the students or another student, or uh, yeah, trolling them, right? And they were, and they don't tell us which. Yeah. So, but here's a, so you're telling me that a six year what he was probably like ten. Yeah. So a ten year old mm-hmm. can sneak up on the doctor, get in the, on, get in the bed, and then sneak away. Well, he was there when the doctor came in already. Yeah. So he came on the scene. He saw the two of them yeah. under the bed and something on top of the bed and just. Remember the doctor was downstairs oh, screwing around with the he, he security. He was trolling. Oh, yeah, man. he was being the yeah. jerk. He's <laughs> like, "Your coffee might sometimes move," and then he takes his coffee. Oh, seriously. But there's, his there's the same yeah. reversal yeah. you were talking yeah. about, where the doctor was showing how easy it is, right. to fool people yeah. by fooling the just guy. Just fooling the guy. So I mean, yeah. Then and Claire even points out, like, "Oh, you're probably just a student," and then the, he just raises up. Yeah. Now it's to me, it was Come a on. little bit of a stretch that a kid would do that, but it's within the realm of possibility. It is within the realm of yeah. possibility. That was that's got to mo- be one sneaky at yeah, it's one sneaky kid right there yeah. to mm-hmm. begin with, and. How many kids can actually, once they do it, not go, ha, right. got you. Right. I right. mean. Plus, I no. mean. Maybe that happened the next day and we didn't see that. Yeah. And we were not meant to see that because it was all about maintaining the tone of the episode. I right. guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, also. Isn't it or isn't it? Isn't it, or isn't the, it? The, the, the young pink basically goes, hey, he took my comforter. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I don't know what a <laughs> ultimate predator thing would take his comforter <laughs> for. Right. Well, he after, was hiding. Yeah. Hiding his face. But it had already pulled it off its head at right. that point. It, of course, showed it blurrily in the yeah. background to freak, yeah. it, freak us out. So um, it was, yeah, it was, but I mean, I to me. it was fun. But to me, that was the one scene that was, to me, the most. Most, like, questionable yeah. on the plausible explanation being a kid under there. Like, everything else I thought they did a good job. Like, 
the whole end of time with the guy being there for six months, you're going to be a little kooky already. And like every single thing, noise that happened, they said, well, that could just be blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like it was always an explanation as to what it was. Something settling. But obviously if you have it in your head that something's out there, suddenly it it changes. a whole new color. Yeah. No, that, that, that's exactly they. They just built that on top of that, right. and just, just kept going, running. But they also did one thing never, another never before seen in Doctor Who: a small glimpse, yeah, into um, the, doctor's the Doctor's childhood, yeah. right? And I thought a wonderful tie-in to the fiftieth anniversary, yeah, yes, where they show that that barn that John Hurt's Doctor Had. took the moment to was not a random location. No. Yes. that was the home he grew up in. Yeah. Yep. In his first life, and obviously had some significant traumatic first life because he's out there just bawling. Bawling. Well, basically, that no was to show reason. that he's he was afraid of the dark. Yeah, he was a child, right? Who but had... to to run off to the spooky barn when you're afraid yeah, of the dark is a little strange. That was a, a little, little odd. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you're afraid of the dark in your nice, comfortable, safe well, room. Yeah. Hang on, if you listen carefully to the dialogue, yeah. he's like. In a home for boys. Yeah, he's right, in right. a home for boys. So maybe he's, so he's getting, getting picked away from on the or stuff like that. Yeah, hiding yeah. away from the rest right, of the household. Right. right. Yeah. Now that makes sense, but the fact they were saying he's afraid of the dark, it's yeah. like, oh, well, that's a little. Well, not the. So maybe the he's running from the bullies and now he's scared of the no, dark. Of the no, dark. he was yeah. afraid of the dark. Yeah. Was crying in. Right. And got picked on for it, and at least got away from being picked on. Gotcha. But still, remained in the dark. afraid of the yeah, dark. Yeah, still yeah. terrified okay, of him, but not being picked on. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that makes so more it's, sense. Because I was like, well, yeah, I know. Exactly. Like, like, let me go to the most terrifying place on the ground. <laughs> but these are they're taking they're going a very different direction mm-hmm. that they've never. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, Doctor began with you know seventy year yeah, old, old William man. Hartnell, mm-hmm. right, right, version of the Doctor, and we've never touched on anything before that other than just little snippets of oh here's my old instructor from right. the academy mm-hmm. you know here's a few people out of my past. Um, a little bit like with the master of kind of your initiation, you had to go through to become. You had to go look at the temp- untempered right. schism, right. And, but that happens to all time lords. Yeah, they were kind of classmates. Yeah, um, but nothing. But that nothing seems specific that like, far back yeah. right. either. And you, just even little, little glimpses in the Gallifreyan society where it's basically you're going to the academy, right, and try to make time lord, and so they're not automatically time lords no. apparently, mm-hmm. and or you go military, right. So it seemed to be the, the two options are mm-hmm. open to him because hmm. the, the the adults are discussing. You know, if he keeps doing this, you know, he's never going to make it in the military. He's right. Like, he doesn't want to go to the military. He, he has his sights set on the academy. Like, right. That kid will never make time. Time lord. What are you talking about? <laughs> he's afraid of everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so, which is interesting. Why does the doctor run? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And or also what what uh. What kind of got him over that? Also, I mean, now of course he gets. Is little, he over it? He gets a little. Well, I mean, but I mean, over it enough to say, yeah, I want to be a uh, time lord that's super curious and wants to see everything. Now, yeah, he no might, rules. I'm going to might have go do my yeah, own thing. He might have the fear still there, but still, if you're, you got over that fear enough to at least embrace a yeah. life of discovery. Well, and that comes with the speech. The fear didn't make him and maybe cowardly. and maybe that made a, him brave. It's a superpower. Right, right. Maybe that's the speech to him about overcoming your fear or the fact that fear yeah, the nice, is always. There. The nice Mobius strip loop. Yeah, there, um, yeah, that the was speech really being fed back right. into him. Like, right. Who who came up with that speech? Yeah, chicken versus the chicken egg. egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know. I always came for but it. But it was anyway. it was a well done episode. It definitely felt, other than the glimpse into the Doctor's past as a standalone, uh, it what didn't there was no references to the 
woman that is collecting nope. dead people <laughs> oh, yeah. or or anything with the the greater story that they've had but it was also a serious standalone compared to the previous week of Sherwood Forest being a silly standalone very much very much silly. Uh, for the most part uh so it's it was good though it was really good to see him hit uh kind of a good moffat episode yeah. like every yeah. doctor needs a few of these yes. yeah yeah they've made, i think they've they've gone out of their way to say okay we need the spooky episode. Right, right. Yeah. And with uh, Matt Smith, it was that weird, creepy, doll, alternate dimension thing where people were being turned into the dolls, and it was actually the oh, kid. yeah. Wasn't their kid. Yeah. Because they couldn't have kids, and yet an alien had, had like planted right. the kid there, like kicking the egg out of the well, and leaving your, your egg. Smith had a few, though. I yeah, mean, they did one per season, typically, yeah. at least. Obviously, they had the silence. Um uh-huh. You know, the Weeping Angels carried over between both Smith and uh, and got Tenet. progressively less spooky each time they used them, yes. Yeah. They kind of, well, I mean, when you're just running from a bunch of them, it wasn't as frightening. Yeah, when there yeah. was like a million like of them in that. The single one that was because wiping people out, that was more That was scary. scary. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, it's it's and you the know what? I think alien during, versus aliens. Well, and during that one too, the the crack was more scary than the angels in that episode. Certainly more mysterious. Yes. More mysterious yeah. than the other. Yeah, uh, but like the little, like the one from uh, Eccleston with the kid with the gas mask on oh, yeah. in World War Two. That was a freaky. The empty episode. child. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. Yeah, and that was freaky till the end. Remains. Then you're like, oh. Then you're like, yeah, like, oh. That became then one of the happy-go-lucky episodes. Right. The Doctor exactly. dances. Oh, hey, woohoo, yay! Yeah. Yeah. And we meet Captain Jack Harkness too. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I mean, it definitely had a spooky overtone. Oh God, or undertone. Very right? spooky. <laughs> so, are you my mummy? Are you my mummy? Ah! <laughs> then they like become gas masks. Well, and, and, and until I, until I saw mask. the HD. It was, it's a scary transformation. Yeah. But I mean, not even the transformation, just when they do the close-ups on the kid, mm-hmm. did you notice, did you look through the eyes of the gas mask? No. no. It's hollow shell inside. Oh, wow. It's the empty child. Oh. There's a really too subtle for the small screen mm-hmm. effect. Huh. Interesting. Next time you watch it, when they do yeah. close-ups on the kid, it's literally a black-lined, empty oh, wow. sphere inside. That's cool. Wow. And I know that's what they were going for, but yeah. on the small screen, it's really hard oh, to yeah. But oh, it yeah. took like six, sixth viewing in. I'm like, oh, holy crap, I just realized that. That's scary. And it makes adds whole new credence yep. to the title, The Empty Child. So, I mean, I'll, I will. I think we covered it last week. I'm, I like this doctor so much. Yeah. <laughs> you will like, I just yeah. before you got here, I right. watched this week's episode. Okay. Um, more, more of what you like. Good. Good. I like this one right off the bat. Yeah. So. It's kind of like with nine. I liked nine right off yeah. the bat. I liked Tenet right off the bat. Right. I it's not. I had high expectations for Capaldi yeah. looking at his body of work, mm-hmm. and I had a hope about the direction they would take it. And I'm not used to having everything. Everything matters. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like. <laughs> You're like what? Well, I mean, if anything, I came in. And I know he's done this before, but I was I was confident about his dramatic skills. I was confident about his presence. I was a little shaky on comedy. Yeah, and he really nails yeah, he his dry pan comedy. Yeah. He's really Completely well done. Yeah. And I know, but he's done. I guess some com- comedic work. There was there as one well. great line from this week's episode to look forward to, where he's talking about his recent transformation, and he's saying. Oh, what do you think of the new look? I was going from minimalist, but I, I think I got magician. <laughs> <laughs> Which awesome. I'm going to have to say, I like his new look. I do. Yeah. I like the red on the inside of the coat. Yeah. I think that's freaking awesome. It gives his. If it wasn't for that, he'd look like he was going to a wedding. But yeah. you also notice that every episode, he has a different undershirt yep. on. They're actually having mm-hmm. him change his clothes a little bit yeah. every time, which is another new thing. Because yep. basically, 
Tennant changed his suit twice. Right. Yep. That was it. Yep. And the and the overcoat came in. Yeah. Went. Uh, Smith, minor variations of Fez. Accessories, yeah. He accessorized, yeah. but he never... And then after the, the pawns left, he did the redesign with the long yeah. coat and... Um, but generally, they would but stick then them, he stayed in that. Stick them yeah. in those costumes in for a long there, while, and they're letting this guy switch it up every. Week well, I think it's a uh, it could be a metaphor for the fact he doesn't know who he is, quite so yet. he needs to quite or keep, he wants to change yeah, or something. He, he needs to keep trying to find his his groove. Stella needs to get his groove back, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coinston Barry in the in the IRC are both saying Midnight was a scary freaking episode. And yes, yes, it was. Okay. Um, Interesting. It was. I'm not sure if you remember that one. The, 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 it was a, a kind of a solo doc. It was during the Donna era. It was okay. Tenant. He, oh. he goes off on the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the creatures yeah. synchronizing. With, in the... the, it, was, the it, was, it was a bottle show. Right. The they car. were in the uh, tram. No, it was in... Yeah. In the yeah. tram, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they decided to take very a shortcut psych- Very psychological, yeah. freaky... Yeah, that was a good one. That was solid. Who, who, who's the alien? Who's the alien? Who's right, the alien? Right, right, right. People kind of a moment. Yeah. yeah, they they do. I mean, when they do a tension episode, they do a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one Absolutely. where he's... Uh, when him and Rose go to Mars and meet the devil, that had a pretty freaky... Oh, yeah, that was, oh, yeah, really that was good a two-parter. That was, that was yeah. the yeah. impossible planet right. and... I forget the... I Satan Pit. <laughs> that was the name of the episode. <laughs> I am not making that up. <laughs> it's, it's pronounced Satine. Satine. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> it's like the impossible plan. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Next to the next episode, hell rape. That's true. <laughs> like, whoa! I don't title them. How did we get there? <laughs> but that was a fun one, confronting what could yeah, be it was described good. as the devil. Sure, sure. And I love the devil's escape plan. Yes, yeah, that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. That was such a great and, and plan. And how, how nearly, nearly I would have gotten away with it too. It wasn't for you, darn Christ time lords. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and and Coinston, the IRC points out, yes, and that creature is still out there, and someone yes. could pick up that thread at some point. Yeah, a very yeah. pissed off version of him. Oh yeah, could come back. That was one of the fun things from the old old series. Was didn't they, they had, go into the hole, the black hole though? It did fall in, but yeah. you think but an eternal creature like that might be may, able to may, survive. May be pissed off by that, right? Maybe. And, and yeah. remember, we're traveling in time, so you could be at some point Else. millennia in the future when it, yeah. it has had time to escape. True. true and true. then have mm-hmm. want true. to have some words with him. That was the first time that he that he came really close to telling Rose he loved her too. Yes. Oh, she knows. Yeah. She knows. Um. But yeah, that was a fun, and it was yeah, you're right, Quince. That was the first time they introduced us to the Ood. Yes, the Ood. Ood on the loo. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, BBC Wales, I know you're listening. Yes. Uh, more like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. Well done. Well done. Please continue. <clears throat> um, I'm curious to see now that it's been announced that uh, the Clara character will be likely written out in the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. They're being coy about the nature of it and trying to sp- sprinkle it with mystery. Yeah. Um, who they go for companion or mm. companions next go-round with this. Because there's always that moment of, you know, we've inherited the companion from the right. previous Doctor. Mm-hmm. When <clears throat> the new actor gets his first companion. Yeah. Where they take it, because that can yeah. go and great, and then sometimes you get Mickey. And uh, Martha. Yeah. Yeah, Martha had Martha her moments. Was, no, she did not. <laughs> she she was not 
She wasn't Mickey. I'll well, put that's it that for way. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's like Mickey 1.0 versus Mickey 2.0. Even 2.0 wasn't that much better. 2.0 was better because at least he had some skills. It was and, and purpose. And, and purpose. Right. However, and, his own, and his own will. Exactly. Right. And his own will. And however, though, I, I, I always felt that Mickey was not really the companion as far as the person he, he was who hung along. with the companion yeah. who hung with the doctor. Right. Whereas Rory was, was companion. a companion. Right, right. right. Right, he never got that status. Exactly. Yeah, they've, they've really, um, I mean, there there have been times where there have been a crowd of companions in in the TARDIS, and they've really mm-hmm. avoided that in mm-hmm. this re in this recent iteration. As, yeah. big, as big as it's ever gotten has been two. Has uh, it only been two? Two at a time. Okay, yeah, you're right. For an actual companions, yeah, for multi episodes, right, right, right. I mean, like we've got to have people. They've had multiple. In Captain there, Jack will yeah. show up for an yeah, episode. Yeah, Captain Jack. Right, right. Captain Jack. So Jack and Rose and Mickey never were all together, were they? For just the, the big episode where all the companions right, were there, yeah. the Daleks yeah. and yeah. Um, Sarah Jane Nothing was there. Hell, everyone yeah. was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't think but so. But not, not, yeah. for, not, not over. For uh, I think two has been the, the Cyberman episode in the alternate universe. Yeah. You know, they had Mickey and Ricky. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you had periods where uh, Amy and Rory were with, um, oh, his wife. Um, uh, River, 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 River. God, I couldn't right. think of her name. Like, yeah, well, all three of them were yeah. together, but River never was really was a companion. For an or two. Yeah, yeah, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I don't see River as a companion, though. No, well, capital C companion. Yeah. Well, I see her more as so. I see the companions as okay. So you got the Doctor mm-hmm. is at the top of the you know the Food pyramid, chart. and then you've got the companions, and then right. you've got the friends of the companions. Right. And I feel like. The Doctor and River were pretty yeah. much... Well, they, were, they were obviously intended to be yeah, for she, each other. They she were wasn't, for each other. Well, she was, well, a, she was a Time Lord, or she at least had... Gal- she was Gallifreyan in... Eh, by exposure. By exposure, exposure. yeah. So, she had... She had, you know, her she d- had a little her, radiation her in her. Her DNA was... Okay, altered. well, she had the abilities of a Gallifreyan. She had knowledge that put her pretty damn... I mean, she always came off as being pretty equal to the Doctor when they were talking about stuff. No, absolutely. So it was... you know, I, I would definitely say she was on her on own. On her own pyramid. In her own vertical next to yeah. the Doctor. So you yeah. could have, like, River's Pyramid. River could be River with her companions and her companions' yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah. If it had been long enough, I guess. Right. It's interesting. I just work here. Yeah. Well, uh. Anyway... So. You are listening to Casually Hardcore live on alphageekradio.com. Later in the show, we'll have calls, so have your copies of Skype ready and pointed at the GnomeWise account on Skype. G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E. We shall return with more topics right after this musical interlude. Hi, I'm Steven Schleicher from Majorspoilers.com, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio, the best geek radio that's out there. It's the number one because it's Alpha. Where did you go, my friend? Where did you go all day? You know that I don't take it well when people go away. Where did you go, and why did you abandon me? Where did you go? Please tell me what I did to make you leave. I thought that we were friends. I don't want you to leave again. And so I planned a speech to give to you the moment you got home. Here I go. Rough, rough, rough. 
sat here and I licked various parts of me. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Where did you go? You left today without a trace. And I know because I checked. So if you're wondering, it's just because I missed you so. That your bedroom is a wreck. I sat here and I cried and I waited. I took a nap and had a snack and I debated how long I'd have to dig to bury stuff under the carpet. And I planned the things I'd say when you got home. I sat here and I licked various parts of me. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Ruff, ruff. Ruff, 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 ruff. This is alphageekradio.com. Casually Hardcore continues live on the aforementioned alphageekradio.com. So, which first, Deadpool or iPhone? Or Deadphone or iPool? No, we're going to do uh, Dragonfall Dragonfall first. Ah. Dragonfall! Uh, Yeah, the Doctor thing went really long. It yep. always happens when we talk about Doctor Who. Because it's yeah. so good. I know. It's back yeah. to being so good. Exactly. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Don't get me started again. I know. Exactly. So, so you sh- I, was, I was describing your level of uh, Shadowrun fanaticism to my friend Brian yesterday. Hmm. <laughs> How uh, did you describe it? <laughs> I'm, I'm curious just to hear. You were very happy when the Kickstarter happened and you were first in line to back it. Because um, he was looking... Um, I think he was looking forward to Shadowrun Online, which yeah. is still yet to come, right? I think it's in beta right now, yeah. or alpha or something. And he was unaware of Shadowrun Returns. Oh. So I enlightened him. Oh. You can get your fix over here. Yeah. My friends who love Shadowruns can't stop saying great things about it. And he's like, ooh. Yeah. Yes. And home to Steam he went. Yes, yes, yeah. But you are looking ahead to... Well, not even ahead. It just released yeah, the, the, next the, the director's cut edition of Dragonfall. So Shadowrun Returns came out about a year ago. Mm-hmm. That was the original. And that was the original right. Kickstarter, original campaign, Dead Man Switch, uh, which was good. It was, I mean, it was it Shadowrun. Was really it was back. It was a lot of fun. It but got your fix. It mm-hmm. missed some elements of Shadowrun, namely the team element. Yeah. Dragonfall then was the second campaign that was kickstarted in the same funding effort, and they it said, "Oh, we're, the, uh, we'll do a, a stretch, stretch goal." Stretch goals. And yeah. so it was going to be set in Berlin, which originally I was like, "Eh, Berlin, I'm not too big into that setting." Because we voted for Chicago, because yeah. we Chicago. we no, well, Chicago in Shadowrun the role playing game is huge because it's bugs. It's right. got bug it was city. infested by insect shamans and spirits, and lots of people were mysteriously you know, disappearing. Like you get in Chicago, yeah, yeah. you know. 
But I still think it, I think it worked out better because the Dead Man Switch campaign deals with insect spirits as well. So Mm -hmm. it really would have been kind of a double. And I wasn't too sure. And Berlin, I forget what the, there was one other that was very high in the running, but Berlin was a place, it's the, it's a free state. So it has a lot of politics. It's also where Sander Krump is, which is the one that's run by a dragon. It's, It's a megacorp run by a dragon. Um, thus Dragonfall well Dragonfall had some uh, had to do with a different dragon that was one of the first dragons that showed up when the Great Awakening happened mm-hmm. and was a little like chaotic pissed off and just decided <laughs> to start melting, melting town sides yeah. in Germany and it, and it focuses on uh, these two brothers one of them who was a scientist who came up with a way to basically knock this dragon out because conventional weapons weren't having much effect on it exactly. so he, yeah, he figured dragon. out a way to meld some of the uh, some sort of radioactive isotope and take it out the sky and it has a whole the whole storyline of the game revolves around you know did he really kill the dragon is because the dragon coming back missing. yeah and then where did this guy end up so he's at? not melting towns anymore but we don't know where he is right the well dragon. i mean they think they got it's one of those we think we got it and there's this whole area in germany that's a radioactive wasteland and we don't want to go it. well you and can't, we can't go, go in, check it out but yeah. the brother's also missing right and the brother who sh- who figured this all out is also gone and so you're you come in with the i and on a run where you're with an NPC who, you know, through storytelling, you obviously know in the past, you do some dialogue with this girl and then she dies pretty much on the, in your first few and seconds of the run. And yeah. her last words to you is the name of this dragon that uh, had been, you know, killed, supposedly, supposedly killed about 20, 25 yeah. years ago. Now, is the director's cut merely improved prettier version or do they actually give you additional content it's, they give you it's additional all, content all the above, all the above. and they, it's improved and prettier yeah, yeah so they revamped the interface they've really streamlined how you access your abilities as well as your weapons mm-hmm. and your your abilities associated with those uh, they added some post-processing effects they added a crap ton more blood so oh, now yeah. when you shoot somebody with a shotgun they explode Ironic that it's set in Germany where you wouldn't yeah. be able to see that. You can't cut see that at all. I know, I know. It's pretty funny. Or they have to turn it into green blood. Right. But they did add five new missions, five new missions. which uh-huh. a mission is a pretty lengthy experience. It's usually so like it's an hour, hour really worth of content, long, I would say. long, long and if you'd played the original or you played Dragonfall before they came out of the director's cut, the missions they add are actually personal missions for each of your runners that you end up go at least that's what I've encountered so far. Uh, I've encountered four of making them. you play the different classes. So well no, you play no. with the person that so, you go okay. off. So you learn a, during right. during the actual Dragonfall, you learn a little bit about the people that cuz you got you kind of got shoved in with these people. You knew Monica, who was right. the girl who brought you in, who was the girl that died within <laughs> ten minutes of yes, okay. and then made you the leader. You know, well, but the right before leader. she died, no, they made you the leader right before she dies, basically. Mm-hmm. So right. then you're and your first casualty. There yes, you there you go. Your first casualty like the is boss, the huh? one person you know yeah. in Berlin. So, um, so then you try to find out about these shadow runners, and they all have their yeah. unique personalities. And it's one of those ones where you can, you know, it's a bunch of. Uh, discussions you have with them and you can answer them different ways and if you go through the storyline you find out more about why they are what they are what Mm -hmm. drove them to kind of come be part of the shadows Mm -hmm. and each of them you know nobody runs the shadows because they're a happy-go-lucky person who wants to make the world a better place like everybody comes this is like probably about as good of people as you could find in the shadows but most of them are coming from 
something bad and either yeah. they've done bad things themselves or they were bad in a really bad situation. And so I mean, the, from everything I gather from back from the tabletop through now, the shadow run universe is, is not a nice place no. to grow up in. No, it's, no. Well, if you're, if you are running the shadows, it's because you are not legitimate. Mm-hmm. And if you're not legitimate, it's usually because you've either pissed off somebody who has a lot of power and wants you dead, or you have, you know, money, you know, there's a, a lot of different reasons why you yeah. can end up there, but nobody willingly just sets out like from day one, like, I, I want to be a shadow runner. <laughs> so it's, and it's good. I mean, the characterization of your run of your team is well, put together they are very they're flawed but they're interesting and uh it's it's you fun care about them yeah so the director's cut allows you then kind of finish off some of their stories or at least get a little more insight there's one in particular uh your combat medic glory, glory. where you find out her whole story and it was really interesting and you kind of left it in the original game of like you should go back to where you came from and correct your mistakes of she was part of a cult basically mm-hmm. right and yeah. like you should and you tell her you can either tell her you should go back and save the kids or you should go back and kill the cult leader. And in this case, now you get to go with. do that and join her with it. And it has some astral space type. Oh, and I haven't gotten to that. Uh, part it yet, was so interesting. That's really cool. It was really I'm well still, done. Which is kind of weird because you're basically replay the beginning part. You're basically replaying the game you've already played, mm-hmm. except it's prettier and it's got, you know, mm-hmm. a couple of things that are different. So, um, but I'm still as enthralled with this game and I'm still taking as long to play it yeah. to get to the additional content that I did. With the original game, but yeah. I like how you're still like reading like the videotapes. I'm like, go, go, go. I already know what it says. I already know what it says, but come on. I mean, I might have not caught something. (laughs) Yeah. It's a testament to their storytelling that you care. Yeah. Now, that says a lot. The the flip side, I would say there is still some stuff I'd like to see them include, maybe either if they're going to do another campaign or if they do another iteration of this. Mm. One of the things that drives me up a wall right now is cyberware. Like, you can only put one piece of cyberware in each slot. Mm -hmm. So you have cyber eyes. And you can either have cyber eyes that give you vision, or you could have cyber eyes that give you like a flare, or you could have cyber eyes that do one other thing. Like in the game mechanics, you can actually load up your cyber eyes with a bunch with of stuff. With everything, you can fully load your yeah. eyes, but you use more body. But you use more you essence. Go into, you use more yeah. essence unless you go into the Bioware. Right, and right. And the bet that they found that to be too OP. I'm guessing I'm there was sure, something probably. with that, or just they. Did, or was it's very complicated? Yeah. Like in the it, game, it's very. I mean, it would need a revamp of how they, because right now it's basically one simple for one. slot. Yeah. yeah, simple slot, and even though you have stuff that like like your body slot, it's painful because you have like all your arm, your your like your bone lacing, your dermal armor, your uh, any internal organ for by the way, like you get one choice, Ooh, and it's like Ooh, this is, sucks. Mm-hmm. So. It's, if it's you're hardcore, I can see how yeah. it would. It could get complicated. Really so I'd love fast. to see yeah. them expand that. Um, I like the new look of the graphics. I still think Magic could use a little more oomph. oomph. Like it's it's great when you're firing a grenade because it explodes and there's damage and it looks great. And then you're like, okay, wizard, cast your lightning bolt spell, and it's like pew pew, and you're like, huh. <laughs> really? <laughs> like I'm unfortunately for them. Playing Divinity Original Sin, where I go lightning bolt, and it's like half the screen fills, and anything that's liquid is now electrified, and people are shocked and stunned. And you're like, yeah, that felt very satisfying. This game is like somebody recharge yeah. the magician, right? This one, it's just <laughs> can like, someone plug him in? He's low. Missed, huh? <laughs> 
Though in Divinity, usually it's now I've been playing with a friend co-op, I tend to go, he goes, okay, let me fire my lightning bolt. Great, dude. We're all stunned now. Awesome. Thanks. Because <laughs> I didn't see that blood there. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it's absolutely it, worth the 14 bucks. to So I would up. say, yeah, if you've never played Shadowrun Returns, I can recommend it highly. If you have played Shadowrun Returns, you get it for free. So you might as well check it out. Exactly. <laughs> free is the, is the best Best dollar amount of all. Now, when you're talking about your friend stunning, I just I had the Hearthstone card flashed in my head of the new guy conjures a ring of fire and then stands at it. Right, yes. right. Ah, oh yeah. But I digress. Oh boy. So. Well, I did that actually. I was just I was like, was I just really better at playing like the when I originally played to, through Dragonfall? I never used to hurt my own team members. And last night I must have been tired, but I was playing. And all of a sudden, I decided to burst fire. And I was like, why is she... What's with her health? Why is she going down? Oh, oh she's standing right in front of fire. the guy I'm shooting. Yeah. <laughs> area of effect. Right. She's in the area. I was like, yeah. oh, man. And I was like, was that in the original? <laughs> Girl was like, yes, it was. I'm like, man, I must have just been better at playing it yeah. in the original. Yep. Nice. You know, bad. That's going to leave a mark. I know. Poor Glory. Uh, <laughs> all right. So a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. we all got treated to the strategically leaked uh, demo reel that Ryan Reynolds and one of the production companies interested in bringing the Deadpool movie yeah. to Fox got unexpectedly leaked to the internet. It was one that had been done two, two and a mm-hmm. half years ago. And it was interesting because it was a CG test of the, the character of Deadpool in CG, so you, you don't see the mouth moving or anything right. like they never mm-hmm. picture in the in the yeah. comic. And it was basically testing, you know, can we make this not look like ass? Right. But the best part of it was you understood that the dialogue they had Ryan Reynolds doing, and apparently he did the mocap for it as well, mm-hmm. was really true to the spirit of the character. He was a total smartass. Yeah. Oh, my did God, yes. break the fourth wall moments, had little sketches. Oh, yeah. And... Basically filled anyone who loves Deadpool filled their heart with hope right. that Fox could actually make something. something and of it. Then you read the rest of the article and it says, and then the project went nowhere. Right. Despite having produced this awesome demo reel. Well apparently the the social media response to this leak, air quotes leak, was such that it's now on the calendar for twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, yay for manipulating uh, social media for your own ends. Well, production ma- you turn social media into a test, you know, test, test market. market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you read the rest of this yeah. article where the worst fears are confirmed they're going to try to make it PG-13. Right. Right. Now, PG-13 does not today mean no. what it once meant. Uh, and PG, I mean, there's some wonderful comparisons out there you can find on YouTube of what PG used to get you stuff like the face-ripping scene from Poltergeist. Right. That was a PG film right. in, yep. in its day. Oh, yeah. Yep. But what PG-13 used to be would be, okay, we'll put this all this almost R stuff right. into PG-13 so we can have a PG that is truly child-friendly and, and really needs not a lot of guidance from right. parents. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's become this weird sweet spot that the studios are looking for parents to be willing to send their kids without guidance to. Right. So, and 
Deadpool is all about the foul mouth. Oh, yeah. he's antics. horrible. And they only give you like one F bomb per PG thirteen and one or two S bombs. Right. So What it wasn't he just <sighs> I mean, he's not only just foul mouth as far as like language as far as cussing, but he's like a sexual crazy person. He just whatever just pops into his he head has no he filters. says no. it. I mean there's nothing <laughs> Yeah, and I just don't know if that's going to fly at a PG-13 rating. It needs to be R. It, it'll it be tough. And, I mean, you look at it like if they tried to do the original Kick-Ass as PG-13. Oh, like yeah. Like how yeah. much that would have sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And But they're, they're, it's all about the money. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, they know. Mathematically proven. You get an R rating, you make this fraction right. less money because parents won't send their right. kids or take their kids. And so it's from the studio standpoint... They don't care about the art. It's not about the product. It's about the number of dollars they can rake in at the theater sure. and screw the story. Now, your only real hope on this one will be they do an unrated version that they don't submit. That is they, their... Yeah, exactly. I mean, their their punt is has right. become... And here's the Blu-ray unrated edition. Hey! Yeah. Like, but, now, but this case, it might actually be worth it. Like, yeah. I usually find the unrated, it's like, wow, well, you added, like, two jokes. But or more and more, whatever. it's becoming in here's the movie that the director wanted to make. Right. Yeah. No but kidding. we told him he couldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we were interested in profit. <laughs> now we've gotten our box office, you can have the movie yeah. that you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so, that. What I want, the, the, the day I want to see, and this <laughs> is the perfect storm for that, is okay, so it's it's coming this Friday. The Deadpool movie in theaters, the PG thirteen edition, purchasable for twenty nine ninety five. The streaming unrated mm-hmm. edition, same day and date exactly. in your home. Yeah, they would get money out of me like, like there's crazy. no tomorrow no, yeah. to get oh, to see sure. the. Ver- yep, I don't know. We're not to the place where they would want to eat up theaters, but yeah. side by side, come see the PG thirteen edition. Come see the R edition. Two theaters two next theaters. to each other. There aren't enough screens in the country to make that viable. Right. But, but the why, home thing would have. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Plus, yeah, I mean, true. how would you control that? You'd have every kid that goes there, like, yeah, I'm there for PG-13 version. R, like, why is our R at double capacity? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think it would be a perfect way for them to, to test the waters sure. of, um, I mean, things like art house releases. I mean, Snowpiercer mm-hmm. has basically a dual release happening where it's available sure. for streaming and it's in limited theaters. Right. Because it was, you know, considered too too arty to be mainstream. Yeah. Um, crazy movies, you know, based on French comic books. Um, <laughs> they Barbarella. Have fr- they have French comic books. What? Yeah, they have such things. <laughs> um, so that'd be an interesting take, but it just it made me cringe when I uh, and PG thirteen. No. Damn you! Isn't some of the best moments with Deadpool where he's like making all these inappropriate comments to Spider Man? He makes inappropriate comments everyone. to everyone. Yeah, but I feel like with Spider-Man especially, like, they have the best chemistry, him and Spider-Man. Because yeah. Spider-Man gets really annoyed with yeah. him. No, Wolverine and Deadpool are oh, something maybe to be Yeah, too, they're pretty good, yeah. too. I was just reading, I've been reading through the um, all-new X-Men arc. Uh-huh. Uh, and they had a crossover segment with Guardians of the Galaxy, and they've had another crossover segment with um, a group of alleged X-Men from the future. Mm. Mm. And part of that team was, and they referred to him as a Deadpool, like there's bu- oh, bunches God. of them in the future. So oh my goodness. Are you a Deadpool? I've always wanted to meet a Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was basically our Deadpool. Right. right. He has this whole moment of, 
wanted to give Logan a big hug. I miss you. Come here, big guy. Back. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Um. So they had some fun writing that. And there have been some, some of the early iterations of Deadpool team. There were some Wolverine team ups, and they they had some oh, yeah. great really banter. good stuff. So there's plenty of opportunities, but again, just just. It's got to be the no-filter, misogynistic, cares about not one whit about how anyone feels about, and and, and just talks and never yeah. stops. Yeah. And I just don't know if you can do that justice with no. a PG-13 Yeah, movie. I don't know. So be careful what you wish for, kids. You know, sculpt your wishes carefully. Don't wish hard for a Deadpool movie. You had to wish hard. I an R-rated Edge of NC-17 yeah. Deadpool movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. I mean, if it gets popular enough and people are really into it, you make it like a Deadpool, Deadpool series on HBO. There and you go. Then you'll be. Then set. you can do whatever the hell you want. Right. Which is awesome. Right. I mean, the, the other problem is it's firmly in Fox's hands because yes. they use the Deadpool character as part of uh, Wolverine Origins. Origins. Yes. Yeah. So, and I didn't realize that that part of the reason why I didn't recognize that Deadpool is the actor at the beginning was not the same actor as was playing it at the end. There's two different actors that play Deadpool oh, really? over the course of that movie. Yes. Huh, I didn't know that. So they have, because yeah. they have. Kind of looked like Ryan Reynolds. They had yeah, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Right. Before Transformation, yeah. look at the credits. Oh, wow, really? I was re- reading the articles about this. They huh. referred to the movie back in X-Men Origins where it was played by Ryan Reynolds and oh, wow. this other guy I had never heard of. Under So apparently under all that makeup, Just a ton of makeup was huh. not Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. That's what, I don't know if you had him in there for, for his martial arts prowess or yeah. body doubling or what. Well, but... he didn't speak, so it's not like you needed Ma- right. Reynolds' smart exactly. mouth. They, they, so... they very, so, and what do you, yeah, you take Deadpool and you take away his ability to speak. I you know. have killed the character. That's exactly. why I didn't even realize it was Deadpool until you told me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a kitten, you're a kitten. I'm a kitten, you're a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> iPhone 6. There's a palate cleanser for you because it's just like all the other bland crackers in the line. Um, (laughs) This one's bigger, though. At least you have have the option to get. You can go big if you you want. Go big. Go go big or go home. Right. Which is apparently what everybody's doing is they're going big or go home because that's the one that's selling the most. It is. It, it's it, well. It's selling faster because it's it's the only one that actually looks different. Like it looks s- different. The the benefits are profound, and Apple has resisted this. I mean, they went tall with the five, and they're just their steadfast refusal to admit that the rest of the phone industry had gotten there ahead of them. Yeah, with the almost a tablet size phones, that right. people are totally willing to carry around because. It's small enough to still fit in most pockets, um, but the benefit of the really high-res, really large screen for the kinds of things you use your phone for these days is just, duh. Yeah. There's too much YouTube streaming. There's too many game play. There's too much game playing on it now that you can't do it on this tiny. I remember I used to make fun of. Uh Wayne, mm-hmm. because he would like sit and watch movies on his Deal. tiny, tiny little screen. Yep. And I was like, I love my iPhone, but I'm not going to sit there and watch movies on it. Well, they tried. I mean, they came with the retina display, which is the gold standard of that size and type of display. And yeah. it's gorgeous, high res. Oh, yeah. It's still teeny But it's still wee. Right. So, and the other benefit to the large form factor is it can cram a bunch of extra batteries in there. Yeah. So the battery life on the 6 Plus is wonderful. Way better. Um, so in case you have not, if you've been in a cave for the right. last week or two, 
uh, Apple announced and has since shipped their first batch of yeah. the iPhone 6. Mm-hmm. Same level of hysteria, apparently. Of for uh, sold out. Well, yeah. Uh, it's an sold out. Lines. I wouldn't say same. You more. see the poor they video of the kid. It. I think it was in London where he, he was the first to, Melbourne. to get it. Yeah, oh, Melbourne. Open it up That's and right, it immediately Australia. drops it. Just oh! drops it on there. They're like, oh, the whole crowd's like, oh. And he survived the fall. Yay. So sad. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, like to be on camera when that happens, that sucks. So, but it's basically it's a the the it's iterative. It's fa- mm-hmm. faster processor. Sure. Uh, the six plus has the bigger yeah. high res screen. Now they did just cameras. Release iOS eight, eight at the same time for mm-hmm. every device. Though I've heard the four S. Four S. They're, they're saying oh, God, don't, don't even do bother. It. Technically, yeah. it works, but it right. But don't do it. Sucks yeah. a huge amount of ass. Yeah. I have yet. To, I got to update my stuff. I yeah. did a round of updates in the family yeah. yesterday, so I did an iPhone five. Yeah. An iPad two, an iPad mini, and another iPad two. Yep. Can't really report any downsides. That's good. No. Um, I can recommend tether it to your copy of iTunes. Sure. So you don't have to delete tons of stuff to do the over-the-air update. Well, and I got to tell you, that's one of the most interesting things they added. Finally, is family sharing. So oh my now, God. thank God, Daxa, myself, Aradin could actually all have our own accounts yep. instead of all using the one same account. account, which is so you annoying. You associate them all with each other, yeah. and all content becomes available on all devices, right. including if you update your Apple TV. It is included in the family sharing as well. So that's something we'll need to look into and actually get a little, because it's really annoying whenever, especially we get a new device, because everybody's text message, everything goes there, and you have to constantly manage which numbers you want coming in there. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah, it is. Plus anything that, like anytime somebody does something, all the email comes to me, because I'm the email address on the account. So You and me both. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm sure eventually Apple realized, this is what people are probably already doing, so... So we may as well just, just make, make it, it easier exactly. for them. That way we can get a true idea of what our user base is. And yeah, stuff my, like that. my disconnect from Apple, their, their clear disconnect from reality for me has always been the five machine limit on yeah. your Apple account. Right. Like, what universe? You, you are trying right. to sell us lots of devices on one hand. On yeah. the other hand, saying don't use too many devices. But you're limited. Yes. Yeah. Stop it! Right. We're gonna sell you only five, only right. five devices. <laughs> that's, like, that's like 128k right. ought to be enough for just about anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. No. Lack of foresight, Apple. Especially families. You well, know, you've encouraged adoption at a huge rate, and then made it a pain in well, the ass when even, you adopt. But I mean, you think rate. even a standard Apple file person who's just like, I got my Mac, I got my phone, I got my tablet, I got my iPad, I got my or i. Uh, Pod type device, mm-hmm. and then each one counts. As, yeah, as soon as you get to that, you know, maybe I have a, a MacBook Air. Okay, now you're done. Yep. So if done. Apple decides to release a single other device, you're taking something else off. Yeah. So forget that watch. Yeah. Speaking forget of the new watch. Things, yeah. During your iOS eight update, you will be invited mm-hmm. to upgrade to iCloud Drive, oh. which is the next iteration of iCloud, where okay. they make it much more. Google Drive okay. slash Dropbox-ish. Oh, cool. Where it becomes, shows up as, as a drive on your various devices. You just kind of drag files there. Oh, that's good. Warning, warning, warning uh-huh. for Mac OS users. You can't use it until the next version of iOS oh, or, or Mac, oh, OS well, Mac OS ships yeah. in a month or two. Ooh. Don't upgrade. <laughs> it's a one-way path. You can't downgrade it. Ooh. So if you don't have a beta copy of Yosemite lying around, 
You're screwed. Ooh, that's not good. Really bad decision on Apple's part because they put it up that's front and center. Stunning. Hey, would you like to upgrade to iCloud Drive? And of course, the default is, of yeah. course. Sounds good to me. You make that mistake on one of your devices. Nothing. And then try and access it from your Mac OS. Say, I'm sorry, this version of Mac OS is not compatible with iCloud Drive. Wow. Please upgrade to Yosemite, which we haven't released yet. Wow. Ooh. Be aware. I hate to say it. That's like a that's a Microsoft move right that, there. That's a Microsoft yeah. level <laughs> screw up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's an old Microsoft move. Right. I was yeah. like no, pre Satya Nadella. Yeah. Move. Pre Nadella. It's a Balmer era. It's, it's Bal- a Balmer. That, Balmer. That's a Balmer. That was a Balmer for sure. Uh, yeah. Taking his name in vain. I love it. Yeah. So just be aware. I've seen no shortage of rants on various forms. Yeah, what the hell are you thinking, Apple? And I can't. Now I can't use my Apple, my iCloud. Yeah, that yep. was pretty dumb. Wow. Other than that, I've done. I've had a pretty seamless multi-device Good. update to iOS nice. eight. The new features I haven't really explored sharing or anything, but it didn't. Break any of my right. devices, which is always a danger. That's always the uh, yeah step one. That's for sure. Does my device turn step on? Step one, do no harm. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. The Hippocratic Oath of iOS. <laughs> do no harm. First, do no harm. Ah, all right. So let's do a voice strain break. Break. Yeah, you go. Uh, we'll get a little uh, Andrew Allen trio here, Legend of Zelda, for you guys. Listen, cool. we fetch some. Frosty beverages to soothe our talking voices. We shall return with more nerdy goodness right after this nerdy goodness. Hey, this is Tom Merritt, one of the current geeks, and you're listening to Alpha Geek Radio.
Tobias is Brian Dunaway, and do listen to Comics Coast to Coast. You can hear that live on Alpha Geek Radio. Oh, thank you, Brian. Casually Hardcore continues. What? Don't laugh at me, woman. I can laugh at you. Do as I say. Yeah, that's going to happen. I have spoken. Casually Hardcore continues live on AlphaGeekRadio.com. So, you were just watching a bit of the trailer for the fun-to-say Borderlands pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely accurate statement when they say it's a pre-sequel it because is. it's between their two games. Exactly. Yes. It's a prequel to one, sequel to the other, booyah. Makes a lot of sense. Right. Don't make fun of it. What? Um, they appear to certainly have maintained their sense of humor, um, judging from the little snippet of the trailer you're looking at. Yeah. So, because I mean, my experience with Borderlands has been, from a standpoint of just the game, mm-hmm. you know, solid framework. Mm-hmm. Very pretty cell shading look. Claptrap is tons of fun. And but the missions when you take out the thing that they're really good at, which is the the story and character creation, they're all actually kinda samey. But I'm totally oh, yeah. willing to play them because the characters are so damn much fun. So good. That I forget I'm on just another Go find me the widget. Find this, kill that is basically kill this number of these, yeah, and get me one of these. They're they're mission types. But the guy sending you is hilarious. Yeah. But when you think about it, everything is like that. It's Pretty either the good go kill are. this, go get this, or take this person there. Right. I mean, and, and for the love of God, don't give me that last one because I fucking hate yeah. escort, escort missions. Escort yeah. missions, yeah, those aren't the best. They are the worst. But you know, I mean, every single game is those three things. Every no, single game. I think that's part of the beauty, the the world building of like the Fallout series. Same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. There's an overarching sense of humor and sense of place to both the Borderlands games and the Fallout games that make you care more than you might. There's plenty of identical games that lack that. Little something well, yeah. flavor. Well, I mean, a, a game could be interesting from a game mechanics, and they could really work hard at, at giving you diverse mission types and stuff like that. But Borderlands is basically saying we're about our humor and we're about a bajillion guns. Yes, and that's what we're the about. procedurally generated guns of never-ending. Yeah, looking for that one point shifted from column A to column B and right. hoping the dice come up that way this time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's what the series is based on. And, I mean, we played it at PAX for a little bit. And it was definitely Borderlands. It was cool. It was like, okay, this is great. The I, fact that it's only coming out on the 360 and PS3 to start with and the computer makes it less interesting for me. The trailer, though, with Hammerlock and Mr. Tor giving you the features of it, even though feature-wise, I mean, he has a whole thing where he's like, we got all these different things you can look at. Look, we got moon. We got city. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like so awesome. Mr. Torg is one of the best characters ever because he is so over the top. And uh, it it made it enough that I am either going to consider it if it goes on the cheap on the PC, like on a Steam summer sale type thing. Sure, I might pick it up just to play through the single player game or the the campaign mode. I should say just to have just to see the fun, the the humor of the because the humor in Borderlands Two is amazing. And or they've also mentioned that they it could possibly end up on the one or NPS Four. I mean, they they had already begun development with their existing tool set. Right. Which explains why it's coming out right. where it is. And then 
their sales figures will likely dictate if they think it's worth their time to port it to the newer. Yeah, I, well, I can tell you that uh, playing it at PAX. So someone who, me being someone who has never played Borderlands ever, which I really, I need to play that. But you go in there and they throw you in on a mission, right? Yeah. And A, there's nothing funny about the mission. And the characters are pretty standard. Yeah. And what you're doing is pretty standard. So going to PAX and playing the pre-sequel to me was like, eh. I mean, it was probably one of the... I didn't talk about that yeah. at all when I was when we were talking about PAX because it did nothing for me. This is because, exactly what I expected. Well, it was just a well, game. It, it was like every other game. Yeah. Because what they didn't do at PAX is what they should have done. All they did was... If you already loved the game, it was just more of what you liked. Mm-hmm. Right. But they didn't bring in any new people. Like me going and sitting at it and going, oh my God, I have to play now mm-hmm. Borderlands the whole thing. I didn't do that because right. what they gave me didn't, well, yeah, it didn't attract they me. They just sat you down to say, here, play on the moon. Here's some Get more. used to some of the mechanics that we're introducing, which is like the oxygen mechanic, yeah. the fact you can the jump jumping. really high, and some of the weapons like the lasers and the frost gun. But they didn't really get into any of the characterization. I did get to a point where a boss did show up and there was some dialogue and it was funny. So, but it was, and it was definitely Aussie bent funny, but it was, it was good. Uh, but you, you had to work your way there. And if you had never, played and you didn't really know what you were doing it you took would never a while get there. yeah that, you weren't going to get there probably in the demo time so it was it was definitely the showing at pax was meant to show to people that already liked borderlands right without a doubt um, it wasn't trying to get new converts over to it and see and that's what i where i think they filled where other companies did a really great sure. job of like i've never played some of these other games but i went and what was the one that they set me down that i was playing forever um it was and it was a fighting. It was a uh, PvP game. Oh, um, I don't remember. Where we got the pig? Oh, by the way, yeah, that we can give like listeners. We got these free hoop. The um, pig. Yeah, you get like a pig skin. Oh, pig you play. Pet. Oh, you you were playing Elder Scrolls online. Okay, so Elder yeah. Scrolls game I've never ever ever played ever. But guy was like, "There's no line. Sit down and play it." Yeah. I and I hate PvP. Hate hate pvp can't stand it hate hate Hate. i sat down and i didn't want to get up i was having a blast playing this i had no clue what i was doing but it was such a good time face roll face roll having fun on a face roll and it was and it wasn't really because i was i actually wasn't dying as much as i thought i i I should have they give you a quick run through of the you know of the controls but that's what i'm saying is where they missed out because as much as I love video games, I will try something I don't particularly like, like PvP, if the person is enthusiastic enough about their game. Yeah. Whereas I don't feel like the people at Borderlands were like, oh my god, you have to play no. this. They were just like, stand in line, there's the game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas the people from The Order, the people right. from... They Elder were more Scrolls, into showing You they, need yeah. to see this. They were the like, oh my god, our game rocks, come see this. Yep. So um, I think that that's one of the things that that's probably why I'm not as yeah. excited. But that movie, the little bits I started seeing of it were pretty fun. Yeah, it's so. worth watching. Just to, like I said, especially because we talked in the past about like uh, World of Warcraft's Warlords of Draenor feature video where it was like you just spent half your video telling me you have new environments and raids. Like I expect that. Like right, let's get to the good stuff. This one, there's a lot of stuff in there you already know about. 
but the delivery it's, is it's all about so delivery. <laughs> awesome. I mean, laser shotguns. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, yep. of course there's laser shotguns, but when I've, Mr. Torg tells you there's laser shotguns. always <laughs> love the, the, the fake behind-the-scenes Borderlands videos they would do oh, yeah. with, um, with the Claptrap and Steve. Yeah. Steve the... Um, Steve Newell. Well, the... He was played up as one of the berserker types. Oh, right, right. Hey-o! Yeah. And Steve was always getting into trouble in the background, blowing things yeah, up. Yeah, that's Steve, right. Steve, don't drop the grenade! <laughs> no. <Hey-o! laughs> no, they, uh, yeah, and I mean, if anything, for the, the, the pre-sequel, the Claptrap, now playable Claptrap character, oh, God. sounds interesting because he actually, his ability allows him to take on a random, based on the environment, a random other person's ability. So he might become a berserker claptrap. He might become the dual wielding gunzerker claptrap. Or he might error out and make you all bounce around crazily. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's claptrap. It's claptrap. (laughs) So it it does a good job of going through it. And it was enough that like for the folks I play Borderlands with, we were kinda like, ah, whatever, it's on the older system. We're not gonna worry about it. We're all of us like well, maybe we'll have to figure out a way to play this at some Dust point. Dust off the old console. Borderlands has a lot going for it. And like I said, Borderlands 2, the humor is incredible. It's worth it just to play through to hear the jokes and the, and the story. And then the DLC, like Tiny Tina's Assault on the Dragon Keep, is one of the best DLCs I've ever played. Uh and just the amount of references in that one. And then the Mr. Torg one. Even though I didn't like the missions that much, it doesn't matter because Mr. Torg is guiding you through it. That's <laughs> all you Torg need. Is that's all you need. <laughs> so. Well, as a se- by way of segue, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, WoW. Yeah. And there's an uh, article from Polygon.com here talking about some of the stuff that you wanted to see in that video. What's actually going to right. be different about Warlords of Draenor? Because it's like, yeah, okay. Yay, time travel, we're doing the Star Trek thing, yeah. where bad guy's gone into the past and is changing the past, so freaking what? Well, that, and even their main feature of, you get to have your own keep, or whatever they're calling well, it, that's garrison. What, that's what this expands right. upon, is, okay, now they're talking about what comes out of that garrison, right. and the attitude of the developers that they're saying is, we're putting stuff in here that we're pretty sure people are going to use in ways we can't predict and are designed to break the game. Yeah. So we're trying to shake it up. We're going mm-hmm. to do some things that the MMO manual says you never, ever do. Right. Like giving an MMO character a tactical nuke. Yeah. I'm not speaking in hyperbole there. No. There's actually a nuke you can get out of the workshop. And yeah. there's, they say in there, go, oh, but you can only use it once per day. Mm-hmm. But it does 500,000 points of damage in an area. Right. And we're pretty sure players are going to use this in ways that we never intended, but we're willing to see what happens. Now, in the same breath, they also say the reason we're willing to do this is we have a whole new hot-fixing system where we can instantly put changes into the servers and they go live immediately without having to wait for patch day. And they knew we were going to need this. And they have infrastructure built up to chase. So an ability could do one thing in PvE, but different in PvP. Because God knows in PvP, if I was, I'd be on a PvP server going over to the opponent's capital city and nuking Nuking it it. till it glows with a bunch of homies. I'd get a bunch of, I'd get a whole You'd log into a fiery inferno. That's what would happen. So I'm sure they're going to make changes Mm. in that regard. But yeah, it was an interesting take. And I I mean, like they said, it's it's 
10 years of life on this game. Right. It's time to do something different. We, I don't we have know. There's left we can do other yeah. than try and stuff that we've, been, we've always told ourselves we shouldn't. Yeah. Now, I, I also, I didn't put a link in here for this, but they also decided that, hey, we know we're going to put this stuff on the PT, the public test realm, so you're going to have access to it anyways, so here's all the in-game cutscenes from Warlords of Draenor that you can watch, just one or another, if you want to see them. And it Don't gives you the spoiler thing. Yep. But So I've watched all of them, and it was like... Okay. I mean, it was funny, you know, it, I don't know why this never clicked for me, but it was like, what? There's there's a lot of feature of the Draenei in this. Why is that? Well, oh, yeah, it's Draenor. It's on Draenor before the, the <laughs> right. shattering. Like, who are, why are all these Draenei <laughs> walking around? Like, oh, yeah. It's their home I guess world, it asshole. would be a pretty big... <laughs> Big deal for them, but I didn't like I didn't like the way Thrall looks now, at least in the cutscenes. Oh yeah, yeah, he didn't look very scary. He, he looks kind of like toned down, like no. He looks very human orcish. Well, instead he's, just, of, he's mean, very human. less like he doesn't have the big you know war. Chief. Obviously, he's not the war chief right. anymore. But he's go he's out. Not, he's not like, Thrall. He's, yeah. he's he's husband Thrall. He's, yeah, he's, he's just like hi I'm Thrall. I got the little bit of like some some clothes on and my I'm hammer. all shamanistic. Yeah, whereas oh, Garrosh is like I am massive. Boom! Look at these pecs. Uh, like, <laughs> it's kind of his okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of looking at his pecs? Honey? I, you can't <laughs> avoid the pecs in some of those scenes. You're like, holy Christ! Have they changed this game to 3D? What the hell? Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's. I mean, again, it's one what, of those. What like, you yeah. spend your time doing in this game, I think, is going to be radically changed by this whole garrison system. They they claim to have made. The idea of building your garrison to resist the onslaught, kind of an integral right. part of the plot. Right. That's a really different game than what we used to play. Oh, yeah. It's I got to log totally in and, different. and put points in, you know, make sure I, I max out all the... I wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, sort I got of. to the character creation screen. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's one of those games right now where it's like, why are we paying 15 bucks a month for a game we play maybe once a month mm. when we actually have time to play it? It's I like, God know. damn it. I really would like to play it, but I just never Not seem to have time. Day. Yeah. So many other games. And it's tough also. I mean, there's a lot of competing games out there that are in the free-to-play space that are you know, as compelling of an option, or at least as, uh, is a compelling we'll scratch option. scratch that itch. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you have, again, like Rift. I always was interested in Rift, and it's free-to-play now, and everything I've read about it's like, yeah, it's like truly free-to-play. Like, you don't have to spend a dime, and you can go around, and it's totally customizable, and it's great, and the graphics are more. The style is just still Wildstar's yeah. one knock I have against is Like, I can't stand the cartoony graphics. Yeah. But that's but how it was with WoW. I get, I get yeah. over it. But I mean, yeah. this one is... You get over it. Yeah, you get over it. you have to take o- get over it. But I mean, between that and... Uh, I mean, Wildstar has a lot of great mechanics, though, that I still like. And it's very funny. It's very it's funny. funny. It's a well, well-done well game. It's yeah. one I'm going to keep playing. Uh, just have to have the time. But there's just... Yeah, there's just no time. Well, and then right now, um, I'm playing the beta for Landmark. Right. So, you know, I've spent like four hours... Mining. Busting rocks. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> She hasn't built anything. She I haven't just... built anything. I'm, what I'm building is I'm building my stores. That way when I build something, I don't ever have to go mine again because I have it all. All these game designers have all been bitten by the Minecraft bug. Yeah. Yes. Landmark and Warlords of Draenor with the garrisons is basically your... It's not, yeah. It's not as fine control where you're mining... Still. Individual blocks and building individual right. tools. But it's the same idea. Mm-hmm. I'm well, building up my place. Well, I think everybody's realized people like creating. People do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. like to create. Even people who are not creative like creating. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's not because really, it's not true creation. You just you you put in your hours, you receive your pellet. Well, right. no, but it's like okay, so I'm not the most creative of people. Now, can I build a house? I mean, I could put four blocks together, four walls, and make a put a door on there. Keeps the creeper out. It keeps the creeper out. Nice. Right. Uh, I can absolutely do that. But even but it has me intrigued. I'm not one of those people that can build like you know the one to one scale model of the Enterprise D. Exactly. Yeah. I'm because like, I seriously? can. Seriously. Well, even then, like if you go on Landmark, you can see like they they've been having contests because uh, yes, Landmark already. is basically meant to be there. EverQuest. Like help us develop EverQuest, help right. us create in-game assets. And so they said, I think the last one was the Dark Elves. They said, build us what Dark Elf architecture should. And look like. here's some guidelines. But go to it. And somebody built an entire palace, and they're like, yeah, this is going in-game. Crazy. We're going to modify it a little bit, but it's going in-game. This, that that this was wins. kind of fun, like where the same idea where the Doctor Who team saw the fan-made yeah. Yeah, credit the sequence. Credit I actually sequence. noticed in the credits, right. they give him yeah, they did it. a credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was great. Said, recognize, okay, that's, that's something good. we would never have come up with on our own, Yeah, was the quote that I read. Yeah. And it's exactly what it should be. Mm-hmm. And We're going to tweak it. That's what Sony is Probably doing, is basically it. saying, we want you to come up with that thing that we would not come up right, with. Right, right. Exactly. We're too close to the problem, or we've just never thought about it that yeah. way. And I'm hoping they get to harvest all the best of the, ooh, hey, damn, yeah. that's like, a good That's idea. incredible. Or even at the worst part is like, hey, what you did there is kind of hideous. But this piece of it has inspired me now to build off of that, and right. I'll make something really How good. How you created the mountain that yeah. you put your house, your hideous house on, we like that. Yeah, yeah and that's even yeah. some of the, the uh, talks from the devs have been, people are doing things with our tool we didn't think was possible. Right. And that has shown us that there's different ways we could go with it as well. And it has uh, led to us expanding our design tools and it's kind of a back and forth relationship now between that. So it it all it's, works it's out good. Where that's leading. Cynical, you could look at it and go, "Wow, they're basically getting free crowds. content." Yeah, they're getting free content from. Their but they're people. paying them for it. They do pay the ones that they use in game. Yes. 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 With in game time, I think, and stuff. But, but can you really? I don't know. See how much they may have been inspired without directly. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some stuff. And I, I mean, obviously, when you're building in Landmark, you've already signed your way your rights for right. anything yeah, you've created. Much, yeah. So. You know, it's not like you can go, hey, that looks just like what I designed. Yes, you didn't give me credit. What you going to do about and it? And you could say, well, it's not. Sorry. And We're you sorry. and 60 other people came with the exact right, same idea. Right. So we There's decided that to credit too. none of you. Yeah. But speaking of stealing ideas and making <laughs> them your own, Windows 9. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, some pre-release leaked videos available yeah. out there. And you see what we've already been asking for all along. The return of the start menu yeah. is first and foremost. It looks like Windows 7 and 8 had a baby. Yes, but in a not <laughs> awful no, way. Not in a bad way. I think it's a good amalgamation of the yeah. two ideas of the tiles and the start menu. Mm-hmm. But just give me my damn start menu back. Yeah. what I'm used to. If you want to embellish it with this, great. Yeah. Elsewhere, they show, welcome to a late 80s X Windows and Unix, mm-hmm. multiple desktop manager. Right. Oh, what a novel concept we've had on other platforms forever For and ever and ever. ever. <laughs> it's just total copies of the entire desktop environment that you can swipe back and forth yep. between and just for organizational purposes mostly. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean, when we had our functional Mac laptop, I used multiple desktops on all that the all the time because it was great. Because it makes sense. It's it fantastic. Way for you to keep yeah. stuff separated better than Windows. Oh yeah, 
is, is whole desktops that are arranged the way you like them to mm -hmm. be, and then you just leave them that way and just swipe between them. But you add the multi-touch interface to that where you can just do a three-finger swipe right. and, and page through your desktops right. makes it even that juicier. Yeah. Um, and I think so, it's and it's also supposed to morph based on whatever device you're using it on. So if you're on a tablet, a that with eight. you'll see more of the tab, the tiles, right. whereas if you're on a desktop, you'll see the start bar and everything really, and really ready to they go. really, did that with Windows 8 and 8.1 yeah. on things like the Surface. They should make a big deal out of right, it. Mm -hmm. right. The problem is they didn't really morph when you put it on a desktop. It stayed kind of yeah. in tablet mode and sucked on a non-touchscreen desktop so I'm hoping they've learned from that. They say, oh, okay, we have no touchscreen, and this is not a portable, this is not a tablet convertible. Mm -hmm. Let's give them the start menu desktop experience. Right. Oh, this is going on an Asus tablet. We're upgrading from 8.1. Let's give them the full tablet touch interface. Right. So the, the, the degree to which they write those detection algorithms and make decent decisions based on the hardware it's installing on I think will make or break people's initial perception of Windows 9. Mm -hmm. um, people are hoping that this will be like the Star Trek rules where every other one doesn't yeah. suck. Well, that's basically been How the truth been. for quite a while now. So, hoping Windows 9 will be a return to form. Though, I, what feature am I missing from my Windows laptop right now? There's nothing I'm reaching for that's not already there. Nah. Other, well, I that mean, you know about. True. But they have, the, I mean, they say, well, you don't have a touch screen. Mm -hmm. Great. And when I use your Surface, totally get it. Mm -hmm. Love my touch screen on the tablet form mm -hmm. factor. I've sat in front of a lot of my clients, you know, huge screen Windows 8 touch screens, and I'm still using the keyboard and mouse. Because there's something about when you're seated and you're not holding a tablet about... You don't want to be doing... Not even that. I just want to put fingerprints all over oh, the damn yeah, screen I'm going to be looking at. Well, not only that, but and I think we talked about this last week there, with the the watch, I believe, oh, or, yeah, or yeah, with yeah. voice commands. It's that... Why do I need it? Why do I need... The mouse is faster. It's... I don't care how quickly what you I'm can used tap to. to it. A mouse, I am much quicker on because it's a device that's meant to do that. Which is I, like today, I was complaining I forgot my keyboard right. for my Surface. right. It's it's still when you have the option of a mouse, I think it's the better way to go because that's what we're trained with. I'd say maybe you sit a kid down in front of the machine, they may go straight for the touch because it's more intuitive. We've just got decades of training deeply embedded in us. Yeah. I think there's some things that a mouse is better think, for yeah. than, than touch. I've tried to do my, you know, I with Steam on my on my um, Surface, I've tried to play some of my games and I that you can't. Do what you want to do with a, your finger. It's not you as fine control. Yeah, the it's mouse not gives as fine you, control. I mean, it's the same reason why people on a PC playing a first-person shooter are so much better than console players because the mouse gives you so much more fidelity. And you know, if if kids these days get raised on gesture controls, I don't care how fast you can gesture. You're not beating somebody who has a mouse control because the the finite tuning of that just isn't true. there. That's true. So. We'll yeah. see. But, I mean, it's good. I, I'm happy with what they're doing. Hopefully, uh, it'll provide a stable platform. I mean, that's the number one thing. Just give me something so that Windows doesn't... Windows 8 was rock-solid stability-wise. It just people hated the interface. Yeah. Right. Well, I never I never upgraded to 8. The only time I've had 8 is uh, on DeX's uh, Surface. It's the only experience I have with I like that it. OS. I haven't had any issues with it. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, 
It's not okay. It's good. It's okay. I like for, it. For a tablet device, surface, sure. Yeah. It works fine. I wouldn't want it on my computer. I don't know. So, I don't know. It's, yeah, like you said, OS, I mean, how much really can an OS wow me? <laughs> not much. It's more just be stable. Don't be too bloated. Uh, you know, and, and be responsive when I need it to. And, I mean, worst comes to worst, you'll probably just have Minecraft now in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> be great. We shall see. Yeah. Um, again, it's, what, about a year? Probably. A little more than a year off. I mean, they did, they definitely shortened um, the dev cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to get myself kicked out of IRC because <laughs> I'm dumb. Um, once they realized it kind of had kind of once they started on their own campus referring to Windows 8 as Vista 2.0, uh, they probably realized that's probably not so good. Yeah, um, not so cool. No, why is this software giving me the finger? <laughs> Somebody tell me what's going on in IRC. Um. Uh, do call now if you wish to discuss any of the topics we've covered today or if there's things we've missed that you uh, wish to bring to our attention. I have fired up the old Skype. Just look for GnomeWise on there. Looking at you, Barry, since I can't ping you in IRC because my web browser hates me. Mm -mm. Um, Come find us on the interwebs. Continuing down the sheet of goodness, Oculus Rift, which we've been keeping our geeky eyeballs on for some time and its various iterations and its sale to Facebook and all the controversy therein. Mm-hmm. Um, getting close to a consumer release. An actual... Anyone who wants to can buy one and play with it. They're contemplating kind of the Google Glass model of having it be a, initially kind of an invite thing or probably on the spendy side as well, yeah. an exclusive club. Yep. Um, but they're trying to, I think they're working on downplaying the bad press they got when Facebook consumed them. Right. Saying, no, we're still seriously pursuing the dream. We're still here, guys. We're still here. And, and our goal is realizing good VR yeah. that delivers on all the early 90s dreams and promises that went exactly nowhere without making you want to vomit without um being this unbelievably huge rig the dream of just the headset with content Mm -hmm. now the stuff i've seen on the content delivery has been interesting hand in hand with the developments in the photo arena so a lot of these smartphones let you take 360 degree panoramic images and I've seen a lot of articles where they're playing up the fact that you can just take that panorama file, high-res picture you took yourself, yeah. plug it into the Oculus Rift, and you have your virtual reality environment that you just wow. made. Hmm. So user-created content, you already have all the tools you need in the form of your smartphone yeah. and a panoramic 360-degree picture knitting app. Uh, I can see people having tons of fun with that. We're saying, oh, hey, yeah, we went and toured this beautiful cathedral let me go get the Oculus and I'll show it to you. That's kind of cool. So on your trip to Europe, so now you, you take a bunch of panoramic photos, you bring it back, and then you show you show people through, where yeah. you were. That smells to me like a potential killer app. Yeah, and it's all about user-generated content. So what may have been missing 
in previous iterations is, yeah, great, but we have to wait until somebody publishes something that uses it that I care about. Right, right. Instead, I can go make it myself. Can you say Minecraft? I'm off to the races with my panoramic camera. And GoPro, of course, is selling the helmet you can wear that takes an auto 360-degree video wherever you walk. Oh, wow. And that you can already buy that. It already exists. Holy crap. So if you can just take that file with no alteration and plug it into your Oculus Rift, hey, suddenly that's more interesting. So it's not merely about video games. We've always kind of talked to this in terms of video games because there's massive potentials for some really cool gaming experiences in there, but it's not limited to that. And I think the fact that it has all these other applications is what may make this the real next big thing. That they keep, you know, we've always talked about. Definitely it. Thing, could they actually deliver yeah. on that. I'm starting to feel a little less cynical about it and more, holy crap, this could actually be a thing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm still waiting to actually try it on, where I feel like I'm getting something out of it, and maybe. Right. In Instead the of, oh, that was nifty. Yeah, but so far the games I've for... played played in it, it's been, oh, that was cute, or that was neat, but I'm not sure that I would feel the burning need for it. Now, what I haven't tried uh, is any of the bevy of space sims that are coming out. To me, that seems like a real That's natural a shoe-in. fit. Anything where you're in a cockpit right. and you're going, you're controlling your, co- your flight or a mech or whatever, and you're able to look around while using, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I see the value to that one. Uh, but, you know, other games I've been kind of like, eh. Now you add some utility to it, that's interesting. Well, I mean, basically we become your head targeting. Right. Right, your targeting reticle follows your head movement in the game and yeah. and in the visuals. Well, I'm just saying, even in the visuals, yeah. If you have somebody, especially like I said, with a 360 helmet on, that not only does it have use for like, oh, let me show you photos from my trip or show right. video from my trip. It has interesting use of like, well, let's say CNN puts that on the reporters, and now you're watching a report live while you're able to look where you want to look. Yeah. And I mean, there's. There's some interesting applications you can get to with that as long as you have the bandwidth to basically make use of it. And this may be the perfect storm of all these bits coming together where the GoPro goes on the reporter's helmet. Right. And we've all got broadband internet so we can stream that. Yep. Or at least receive a file that we can look around an environment. So imagine the, the, the different impact of, okay, you see a video... Of a war a war torn street corner right. in Syria, in the middle of their civil war, versus I'm now walking around that environment, yeah. and, and and the the emotional impact, especially if they they did decent sound design of it, mm-hmm. of okay I've I've been to war torn Syria yeah now or you've at least experienced it I much feel more like I have firsthand than you normally would have that. That could be, yeah, That's, very powerful. Yeah. And the, the porn applications are pretty impressive, too. I think that yeah. is self-evident but with the appropriate additional attachment. Right, right, right. Below the picture yeah. frame. That's that's needed as well. Bow, chicka bow. Oh, and Daxa returns just in time to talk about Talk about porn, porn. apparently. Yes. yes. <sighs> See, it's not the Oculus Rift. That would be the, what, uh, Thrustulus Rift? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> 
Isn't they, didn't wait? Didn't they use an Oculus Rift for porn in um, Demolition like Man? Something similar. That yes. was the ball. No, no, no. The they, they put the no, things you're thinking over of their sleeper. head. No, the, oh, Demolition Man sleeper, with yeah, Sandra Bullock. Yeah, they put the things the on things their things head. on their yeah, head to have right. sex. Right. Yeah. Because you know body fluids were yucky. Right. <laughs> dark, dark future. Dark. Every restaurant's Taco Bell. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, he was thinking of a sleeper with taking a hit off the orb. Yeah. Orgasmatron. Right, right. Where they would go have sex. And sleeper. See, a Woody Allen, Woody Allen movie. Film. Oh, I've never seen it. They try to resurrect the uh, Hitler uh, from his nose. Yeah. yeah, never seen it. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's the only it's Woody, Woody Allen film, film that I actually found funny. <laughs> or one of the very few. Interesting. Okay. All right, oh, silent listener. What do you got going Oh, you got the schnifus. Yeah, uh, moving is very dusty operation. Ah, yes, uh, you're, in your new, you're in your new digs. How goes it? You want to talk about cord cutting? I have absolutely <laughs> no services you're on here. The internet. I'm on the neighbor's Wi-Fi. <laughs> on the neighbor's nice. Wi-Fi. Oh, my goodness. Do they know they're sharing their Wi-Fi? Yeah, we're kind of building our own little local experiment house uh because uh, our host lives in this building, and she found out that the um, the apartment downstairs was becoming av- available. So, uh, I, one of the other guys on the show, the the editor and director, and I are moving in together, and so we're on her Wi-Fi, and we have no services. Mm. Wow! Welcome. Which is gonna which is gonna become interesting because we're on her Wi-Fi, and we're gonna have to upload episodes because he edits them mm-hmm. to YouTube. Uh, on her Wi-Fi, and she's upstairs, and hopefully it works. Uh, who 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 uses their upstream? I mean, who would stream anything from Seriously. their home connection? I mean, come on, like, that's crazy talk. Please, people yep. don't do that. Uh, I would, I all I know is I've people? got a pretty good connection here on my de- on my desk in my room, but uh, where my TV is in the living room, uh, it can barely sometimes connect to the internet uh, on my Wii U. So I'm like, oh. Mm. Repeater or power line networking or something? Yeah, repeater. There you go. Yep. Repeater. <laughs> repeater. Repeater. Oh, a repeater. Uh-huh. A repeater. Someone a repeater. What? Unplug him. Clever. <laughs> Somebody reboot the Todd. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what have we said wrong today, oh great Barry? Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> l- let's let's say what has Todd said wrong because I. Don't oh, know. is that your version of a sick burn? <laughs> I guess. Uh, the only thing I really wanted to add was, again, uh, more stuff about the most recent episode of Doctor Who that uh, apparently uh, only one of you has seen. Only I have seen, <laughs> yes. yes. So that, that'll have to... Well, because we're trying to be one behind. Yeah. You can't yeah. talk about it a day after we're, it comes we're, out. We're observing the half Gilligan. Half so Gilligan, yeah. <laughs> Is that a wrestling move, the half Gilligan? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. For a show that's on weekly, you can't really go two weeks. I just doesn't make sense. Yeah. The, the Gilligan rule is really meant to hold up in like casual conversation. Sure. To give somebody time to have crap going on in their life, to, yeah. get, to get caught up. But as long as we give appropriate spoilers, people know exactly when we're going to begin spoiling it. Mm-hmm. They can tune out and it's their option. It's like when you... The Gilligan rule is more about when you just start blurting out important right. facts. Could you believe they did this when they decapitated yes. the doctor in the most recent episode and he's never coming back? <gasps> Oh, have you not seen seen that that episode yet? Right. So, yeah. Um, But clear spoiler alert. But how did you? What were your feelings being being a similar fanboy to us uh, towards the Doctor about uh, 
the tone and the, the character development they showed in, in the Doctor in Listen. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of said it last week. I really like that episode, and it's really a lot more of like developing the character of the Doctor because uh, he's still trying to figure out who he is in this new iteration. Yep. They went. Much. They went a whole episode without referring to Missy. Right. Um, they make up for that. Um, in this week's episode, there's a direct reference to the mystery woman. So they're not, they're making sure we don't forget about her completely. She's obviously going to be a major part of the story arc for this season. Um, and I'm, 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 they've got my curiosity up as far as, okay, who slash what the woman they've got playing her, you know, when they, our first introduction to her in the premiere episode she at, was very bizarre, very striking looking. She had the icy, crystal clear blue eyes, and but just the, her facial expressions and her mannerisms are a little off and a little odd every time they've had her on camera. Which I think is very deliberate. Hmm. But they don't have me hooked the same way they did with, say, the Day of the Moon. And where they, you know, they they first introduced the concept of the silence. Yeah. They did the they did the tour to America. They had uh, the the two out the two hour the two night episodes they did here with Badger. Um, Badger. And Nixon. <laughs> yeah. And they really set up mm-hmm. very deliberately. Clearly said, okay, we got the silence. Silence will fall. What is that? Right. And yeah. The doctor is freaking dead at the outset. Yeah. Right. At outset, and he doesn't know that. We know it. He doesn't. That's not usual for the show. Yeah. So set up a big mystery. This is much lighter touch this time. We're just we're, we're but the same kind of idea. But I mean, we got something big going on. But it's also like you think uh, Matt Smith's first. That wasn't his first season. Right. Though. That was deeper into that right. character. Uh, Matt's first first season was about just basically Pond and... The Pandorica, the Pandora. really, was, was really yeah. that first Pandora. big arc. Yep. And, well, the, the crack in the wall. Right, yeah, the, the crack, crack in the, the wall. wall. That, so was the that was that was another <laughs> slow burn. Slow burn, and that's what Missy seems to be. And actually, they literally like did not pay that wall. off until the final episode of Matt Smith's so era. Is, right. is that, you want to talk about an arc. Yeah. Is that heaven... That's, she That's says the question. No, she no, says, no. What I'm saying. Welcome to heaven. But that heaven isn't that like the garden that I think it's just a, I think it's just the same effects team. They just use the same. They sets? may have reused some resources. I'm like because it looks a lot like the it garden. Looks very that... similar from the girl who waited. Yes. Right. I I'm not. Sh- I'll be very surprised if that's an actual story element. I think it's just the effects teams okay. being lazy. Uh, okay. <laughs> or somebody just who has a particular I was, style. I've been trying to link those two, and I'm like, I don't. You can go understand. back and watch the girl who waited. Yeah. And, but I mean, yeah. the, the garden there was was deliberately alien and weird. Right. I think it just had the same feel because it was another CG garden but, environment. Yeah. Well, it, it's the same um, columns. Right. And it's a circled garden. I think and they the may back have walls the same. Just reuse the same okay. set because because BBC Wales only has so many sound stages. Yeah, I guess so. You guys uh, did talk quite a bit about how you considered Rory to be more of a companion than uh, a hanger-on to Amy, who was the companion. Yeah. I think somebody said that, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he, he, yep. he certainly became fully he became real. He became my way. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I did. I he started that. as a hanger-on. He was in a Mickey. I had an argument about, like, well, what about the time when they did that this, and that's how he became that way? But then I realized that that wasn't an episode that was a comic book series that I read. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah. Nice. No. I'm not big on the Doctor Who comics, especially the Star Trek Doctor Who crossover they did last year. Yes, it actually happened. Huh. Yeah, that wow. did happen. But, um, no, there was a whole... 
I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't. Re- they do the comics in kind of like little mini series, where like or four issues, where it'll be like it's almost the equivalent of like an episode, yeah. right? And so there was this one where Amy purposely like said, "Rory and the Doctor." It was you know the Eleventh Doctor or whatever their Doctor. The one doc- I can't remember. Matt Smith. Eleventh. Yeah, yeah, Matt Smith's Doctor. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she purposely said, "You two go and spend time with just the two of you." Uh, because I'm getting sick of you guys constantly pulling me in two different directions, mm-hmm. and they had to go. Off, they, she forced them to go off and do stuff together. And you know, in typical Doctor fashion, he got lost, and so like, and they went on this like huge series of misadventures. And it was the same thing he does with all of his companions, essentially, where he comes back and there was like, "Oh, where have you been?" And they were just like, "We were only gone for five minutes," and then yeah. exchanged a knowing look where like <laughs> they were actually gone for like two weeks. Yep, hmm. two weeks. Two weeks. No, see, and that would be you know, exactly the kind of character development you would want to see, uh, mm-hmm. but they just probably didn't feel like they had time or wasn't a big enough story to actually film. So they said, uh, "Do a comic of it." Yeah, I mean, I think they they pretty much Rory transitioned once he waited for a, for a pond for, to get out yes. of the. My favorite part vault. of that that is often overlooked is at the end of that when it's clear, even after the reset of the universe, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's not an auton anymore, right? Uh-huh. He, but he still remembers, remembers the it all. Thing. Yes. Yeah. So he's effectively hundreds of years older right. than the Doctor. Oh yeah. Even in his current oh, form, because he, yep. he waited for yeah. two. That's true. Thousand years. years. Yeah. The Doctor is now even now is only twelve hundred and something. Right. I always felt they did that as like a service to kind of make it reasonable that he was sort of his father-in-law. True. Yeah. Yeah, True. I guess that makes sense. He yeah. would have to be older. But and Amy's I'm your not. Mother-in-law. <laughs> Daddy dear, I think Mummy's going to need another drink. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. yeah, so but it it made them I want to say peers, but certainly from that point forward the doctor treated him differently. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He basically said, you, go, intimidate the hell out of the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. Right, right. For some reason, stay dressed as the Centurion. Yeah. Never quite understood that. But it, they had a lot of fun, like with Amy talking to Infant Melody. Mm-hmm. Mm. And saying that this this man is going to come rescue you, and, and you automatically assume we talked about the doctor, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they do the flipping, realize that absolutely everything she just said applies equally right. to Rory. Yep. Right. Uh, absolutely. That to me that was fun storytelling. Mm-hmm. You totally caught me out on that, and that made me think even more highly of the character of Rory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because up until then, they really played him off as kind of comedic, doofusy, yeah. mm-hmm. definitely a hanger on to yeah. Amy. And it's like, no, he has the serious love of this woman and the strength of character to back it up. Yeah. Because the doctor offered him an out. Said, mm-hmm. you know, I will just, we'll hop in the TARDIS or we'll do the time vortex and we'll, we'll be there in a minute. Mm-hmm. Something could happen to her. Right, right. And I've been given this ability to not die because I'm an auton, but I'm still me. So um, I'm gonna hang out here. Oh, yeah. yeah. The moment that you kind of see Matt Smith's doctor go, huh? <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to say that also. Uh, he wasn't as pathetic. Oh, as, Mickey was totally pathetic. Mickey. <laughs> because no. Mickey's love for Rose was so pathetic. Yeah. It was obvious from it was, the beginning. And it was meant to be. Yeah, but it was obvious from the beginning that right. there was. N- 
No, way more on they his were just, end. Yeah. Okay, we, you you, uh, you got some time. I got some time. Exactly. Sure. We're living in basically the projects here. Uh, let's hang out together because uh, we have neither of us have any aspirations beyond what's in front of us. Which right. is kind of an allegory for uh, how a lot of people feel in Great Britain about their lives. Yeah. 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 So, well, and their relationship changed after that year that uh, Rose went missing. Right. Because the doctor mm-hmm. screwed up with his time travel. Right. And didn't bring her right back to the right moment. Right. Right. Um. And then, and he found a pair and said, when he had his chance, no, no, I'm on board. I'm coming with yep. you. Yeah. It was it was a pathetic and desperate attempt to to keep Rose, but he at least manned up enough to right. say, True. I'm, I'm willing to step into the mysterious box that takes you scary, dangerous places. <sighs> mm-hmm. My thing with that, though, is I feel like he was willing... <sighs> He was willing to try, but it always felt like he knew it was a lost cause. Whereas with Rory... How do you compete? And, and, yeah. But with Rory, you never felt that he felt it was a lost cause. They always, they always commented it up. Uh-huh. Because there were blatant moments like on their wedding day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, to the doctor, you owe me a snog in the shrubbery. And Rory's like, I am right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just makes you wonder what the if, if the writers had in their mind that there's stuff going on in the TARDIS between the three of them that we cannot show you on British <laughs> television. No. But it's been a long time since the Doctor's been laid, so we felt he needed to have some fun. Um, nice. Fanfic. <laughs> Seriously, right? Rule 34 has to be brimming over with exactly oh what God. I just yeah. described. Of course. Because they totally laid the groundwork for it in the dialogue of the show. Because she is constantly hitting on the doctor. It tapers off after they're married. You tie, the fanfic is him and Rory in the bushes. Yeah, probably. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I say <laughs> equally, but I bet, I bet you it's not only. Yeah, well, maybe all um, three of them together. Who I'm, knows? Rule 34, <laughs> no exceptions. Right, right. If you could think of it, there is fanfic of it on the internet or pictures porn. of it or whatever. Yep. Um, Wasn't there, um, it was with Barrowman at one of the Phoenix Comic Cons where they told him that there was fanfic of him and an ood? Oh, Jesus. I must have missed that one. <laughs> it was, and he was like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, it was one of the cons. I don't remember Rule which 34, one. no exceptions. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he will screw anything, so I guess, you know. They kind of put him out there as the if it moves. Yeah. Um, he's, I, I went back and watched Empty Child and Doctor Dances recently, and he has this whole little soliloquy at the end where he's talking to the computer. Where he's convinced he's gonna die. He's talking about, yeah, last time I had one of these drinks is with my my executioners. Oh, I remember that. A wonderful yeah. couple. Yeah. They They're kept still in, right. They kept in touch. <laughs> Woke up in bed with them two days later. <laughs> no memory of what happened. So they kind of nice. laid the groundwork on right. that character right up front. Right, right. away. Sexually, not ambiguous, Everything. taking all comers. Yeah. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> um, pun intended. But anyway, and on that bombshell, right. it's time to end. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to this finely crafted and uh, expertly presented <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or something mm-hmm. episode of Casually Hardcore. You can find us on the web at alphageekradio.com. If you are of the social media persuasion, you can find us on the Facebook. Just do a search for Casually Hardcore. You'll find the page. Or just do a search for Alpha Geek Radio if you want to follow the goings-on of the network in general. Twitter, the show is Hardcore Casuals. 
and the network is Alpha Geek Radio. I am on there as Gnomewise. She is on there as Daxa with a K, D-A-K-S-A-C-H. And he is Izzy Grail, I-Z-Z-Y-G-R-A-I-L. Send your messages to the show at alphageekradio.com. That's the show at alphageekradio.com. Join us on the subreddit, alphageekradio.reddit.com. Submit ideas for things that we should be discussing, that you think we should be brought to our attention. As long as they're at least a little bit nerdy or close to home for the uh, geek cognoscenti, as it were, uh, we will give it our attention and make it part of our weekly spreadsheet, which then Barry goes into and edits back into My Little Pony Porn for some reason. (laughs) You don't know me. (laughs) I think I know you a little better than I ever wanted to. Do they know what you're using that Wi-Fi for? And Fluttershy's not a dude. Anyway, um, <laughs> apparently in this version he is. You know what's funny? Is oh, my monitor is turned the wrong way. Okay, I get it now. It's funny that I have no idea who Fluttershy is, but apparently Gnome does. So <laughs> why is he complaining about the porn? Because hmm. someday my daughter is going to stumble across <laughs> that. Yep. She's going to want an explanation. And who's going to have to provide it? Barry. My wife. Right. <laughs> And on that bombshell, <laughs> what a wonderful place to end Fluttershy porn. Yes, indeed. And my wife. But anyway, we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And as much as it pains me to admit it, I have been Gnomewise. I have been Dexa. And I've been Grail. And, and Barry as well. <laughs> Subtle. You, you, it's, it's amazing how you subtly picked up on my, my, my throw to you, Barry. I got distracted by Twitter. <laughs> yep. Joss Whedon said something funny. Oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) And we are... Bye-bye, radio people.